0: this is the sunday messages podcast from cedar valley unitarian universalists in cedar falls iowa and i'm your host kat bean hansen welcome we're glad you're here For this week's message, which was originally given on May 9th, 2021, Pastor Emma Peterson delivers a message for Mother's Day. All the miracles and all the mess, a message for mothers and for children of mothers, be they young, real grown-up adults, or very old indeed. Good
1: morning. It's April 9th. Mother's Day 2021. Our social media feeds are flooded with tender posts from our friends celebrating their mothers. Post-vaccination reunions have made this Mother's Day a hugely special one for many people. This holiday is very meaningful for many of us, but for others, it's deeply fraught. For those experiencing infertility, for those who have complicated, painful relationships with their mothers, for those who have lost their mothers, for millions of people, this is a hard, hard day. And for ministers, Mother's Day, much like Father's Day, can pose a real challenge Frankly, I've heard a lot more bad Mother's Day sermons than I've heard good ones. I've heard sermons that glorify motherhood without acknowledging how hard motherhood can be and how we as a culture fail to support mothers. I've heard sermons that paint all mothers as saints without acknowledging that no mother is perfect and that the societal expectations of perfection have caused real harm to mothers and to their children. It is really, really hard to give an inspiring, honest, and wise Mother's Day sermon. More than once, members of this congregation have referred to me as wise. I find the ascribing of that particular attribute to be deeply flattering, and I take the expectations behind the word very seriously. And so it seems to me that one of the wisest things I can do is not offer a sermon on the virtues of motherhood. As you all know, I'm not a parent. I've chosen not to have children. Therefore, I am certainly not an authority on motherhood. I find it wisest to refrain from any commentary on what mothers should or shouldn't do. We already judge mothers harshly enough, and I don't want to say anything that might contribute to that negative discourse. And frankly, I want all of my sermons, even the ones that are meant to unsettle the comfortable, to be rooted from a loving place and and desire, ultimately, to do no harm. And so with all of that in mind, this is the Mother's Day sermon I am prepared to offer you today. I'd like to take an honest look at the ways our culture and our policy fail mothers in this country, and then I'd like to talk about this congregation and how our culture and our priorities have neglected members who are mothers and their children, who we are called to love and nurture according to the values of our faith. America's birth rate is down 4% this year, something a lot of people are making a big fuss about. The predicted pandemic baby boom turned out to be more of a baby bust. Birth rates aren't declining in the United States for no reason. Birth rates are declining because we make it really, really hard to raise children sustainably in this country, unless you are very wealthy or you have a wide network of communal support. I know so many people my age who would love to be parents. But mountains of student debt, a lack of affordable housing, zero federally mandated parental leave, exorbitantly expensive childcare, to name only a few barriers, prevent them from making the choice to bring children into the world. America has long failed to support parents, especially mothers, but the pandemic shined a long overdue spotlight on exactly how impossible it is to be a mother in this country. The pandemic has shoved two million women, hundreds of thousands of them mothers, out of the workforce. The reasons are plain. Women provide the majority of home-based labor from raising children to doing dishes and laundry to cleaning and grocery shopping and meal preparation. All real work that takes real time. All work that increased exponentially when COVID shuttered so many of the supports mothers and parents once had. A quick Google search will reveal the myriad of studies proving what most women already know, that women in heterosexual relationships with children, even women who are considered to be the primary breadwinner in their home, do an inordinate amount of the at-home labor. And this year, with millions of children attending school remotely, without the after-school programs, And daycare. Women have been forced to pick up all of the slack. This is a quote from the Times article, America has been failing mothers for a long time. The pandemic made it clear what needs to happen. Written by Liz Lenz. She writes, the loss of most outside support from school, from camp, from daycare has meant that mothers are the ones picking up the slack. A recent study of about 60,000 households published in the academic journal Gender Work and Organization showed that in heterosexual couples where both partners were employed, mothers had reduced their work hours four to five times more than fathers during COVID. There's reason to believe that this will, there's no reason to believe that this will get better and plenty of reasons to suspect it will get worse. And to me, that's simply unacceptable. As a society, we spend a lot of time blaming mothers for the challenges they face. We love to paint their barriers in the workplace and the unequal labor at home as choices women have made. But we all know that isn't fair. The problem, as it so often is, is the system. Our economy, our government, and our society are all failing to support and protect motherhood while continuing to peddle a cultural lie that motherhood is the most revered path a person can journey down. We make motherhood not only unappealing, but almost impossible. We restrict access to proper healthcare and family planning services. And this is an aside, but it's related to family planning. By the way, the state of Iowa actually tried to uh, code abortions as non-essential procedures under COVID. So we fail in all sorts of ways to provide tangible support like federally mandated parental leave, access to affordable healthcare and family planning, or universal childcare once people do decide to have children. American culture contradicts itself by louding mothers, upholding them as nurturers, claiming family is the most important thing, but our policy and our attitudes certainly don't model that. Under capitalism and the patriarchy, zero value is attributed to home-based caregiving tasks. As long as we continue to dismiss and undervalue the labor of homemaking and parenthood, motherhood will never be upheld for what it can be, which is the rearing and the raising of our collective future. I've preached a lot about the evils of individualism and the failures of capitalism in terms of how these systems intensified and accelerated the transmission of COVID. Individualism and capitalism only ascribe value to productivity as it is tied to profit. And so it is no wonder that we don't recognize or respect the work that women do at home. We lack policy, and even if we introduced policy, we would still need to address the aspects of our culture that dismiss and belittle the work of motherhood. We need to stop speaking out of both sides of our mouths. We either value mothers and their children or we don't. And right now, our culture and our policy make it very clear we don't. And so here comes the shift. Because we must, and I'm talking now to the congregation, Take a frank look at the way our own culture around mothers and children has been negatively impacted by the cultural influences of American individualism, capitalism, and the patriarchy. The CVUU is meant to be a community, a collective committed to our vision, working together to grow, nurture, and sustain what we are building together And that requires us to identify our priorities, especially as we begin to return to our building. It requires us to examine the ways we have belittled mothers within our congregation and the ways we have made mothers and their children a last priority. We are Unitarian Universalists, and our religion calls us to teach the young people in our congregation about what it means to be good and faithful UUs. The children in our congregation won't be able to learn that if we consistently make religious education planning the responsibility and only the responsibility of those in our congregation who have small children. It requires all of us to recognize that parents and children are the future of this congregation and to shift our focus in their direction. During the pandemic, you might have noticed children have been almost entirely absent from our congregation. We don't see them usually in worships in worship on Sundays. An RE programming and youth group has been run almost entirely by Marta Ferguson with some temporary help from CAT. We owe Marta a debt of gratitude for her service because without her, it is very likely we would have lost our connection to our CVUU youth entirely. Yes, we have RE teachers who themselves don't have children And yes, we have had lots of folks volunteer to record videos for our virtual RE program during COVID, but it isn't enough. Children and their parents are too often an afterthought in our congregation, and that attitude will ultimately doom us. A congregation with a future is a congregation that focuses on nurturing their youth. That means supporting their mothers not pushing the bulk of children's programming onto them. Ari needs to matter to everyone in this congregation, and all of us are responsible for its thriving or its death. The choice is up to us. We were aware of the challenges around how the CVUU includes kids in our community, but COVID allowed us to hit a big pause button. What will become of RE programming as we return to one another? Yes, we hope to hire a new CCRE soon, but holding on to that person means we need to put a lot more energy into nurturing our youth. A paid staff person will help, but they're doomed to fail without a buy in from the whole congregation. And I want us all to keep something in mind young children have not yet been approved for vaccination. Let's recognize as we return to the building who will most likely be left out. That's right, it's children and their parents. And as Marta, as Marta has so wisely said, the young people at our, at our church need to know two things and they have nothing to do with UU history or UU polity. The children and the youth in our congregation need to know that we are here for them and that we love them. That's it. The children and youth in our congregation need to know that we are here for them and that we love them. That's it, that's all, it's really simple. But I fear that we have failed, and not just this year, but historically, to communicate that message to the young people in our congregation. I fear too that we have failed their parents, especially their mothers. I urge this congregation to take an honest look at our history, to recognize the ways we have excluded parents and children, and to acknowledge why so many former RE directors left on bad terms. I'd like us to address the ways we have behaved that are in direct opposition to the values that we espouse as Unitarian Universalists. I urge this congregation to commit to truly nurturing our youth, which means respecting their parents, especially their mothers, and focusing on how we can be the supportive, nurturing, loving community I know we all want to be. And now that I have brought you a word of truth, I would like to conclude today's message with a blessing a blessing for mothers everywhere and for children of mothers still small and very grown indeed a blessing on all that motherhood is all of the joy all of the all of the pain all of the fatigue all of the miracles and all of the mess a blessing for stepmothers for foster mothers and for single mothers May you all know your inherent worth, and may you all know and believe that loving your children is enough. A blessing for those who have lost their mothers, and for mothers who have lost their children. A blessing for those experiencing infertility, for those who long to be mothers, and for those who have chosen not to have children. May you all know your inherent worth, and may you be nurtured as you nurture. A blessing for those who have estranged or complicated or hostile relationships with their mothers, for whom this day is a painful reminder of that wound. A blessing for each of you who are holding on tight to the nuance of all that this day means for you. May you all know your inherent worth and may you find healing for yourself and for the still small child that lives in all of our hearts. A blessing for those who have lost their mothers and who are watching their mother's age. May you find comfort in the eternal and enduring love that comes from your mother that survives even after death. May all of us under the wide umbrella of creation recognize that the mother divine is around all of us in the blossoming of spring, in the bursting bursting forth of new life, in the gentle rain and in the warm sunshine, our mother earth is all around us. May we all know what it is to be nurtured and protected and loved unconditionally. May we all learn to be like mothers to ourselves and to each other and to the whole of this world that is crying out to be loved unconditionally like an infant needing to be held. May we all be blessed with comfort, with healing, and with joy, this day and all days forward. May it be so, because we make it so. Amen and blessed be.
0: This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org and you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com.